Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome back into the Force to Punt podcast. Got uh, week eight fantasy football right around the corner. There's a ton of injuries, but there is a small chance we're finally going to get running back Christian McCaffrey back this week. He did return to practice. Uh, It was initially a report that he was probably going to return in week nine, not week eight, but then he returned to practice this week. Removed his non-contact jersey and has been a participant in the last couple of days. That's huge news for fantasy football. If Christian McCaffrey does play on Thursday night, I feel as if you have to put him in your lineup. If you're a Mike Davis owner, uh, the Panthers did say that Mike Davis has earned a role moving forward, so he could still be involved. But Christian McCaffrey obviously has to be in your lineup. Uh, I know my guy Dusty Likens, who joins me each and every week right here, is probably thrilled about that. Oh, man, I'm so ready for it. My fantasy team last week scored 57 points total. Ugh. I've, the, I've man- ever- the one league where I have CMC, I've managed to to still get to 5-2 and two even without him, so I'm hoping he comes back and puts me over the top because I'm still, while I'm 5-2, and two, I still don't think that I'm like in the upper echelon of teams because my points... My point total isn't quite there, but I've still managed to get by. So getting CMC back, I think, puts me in a really good situation down the stretch. Yeah, I mean, like, obviously, he was probably everybody's first overall pick in the draft this year. I think he probably went unanimously number one. Maybe not that high, but I'm sure he was, like, 95% um, everybody's first overall pick. And the fact that he's coming back during this time of a season, even better. Yeah, and, you know, Mike Davis has been fantastic. He's been an incredible fill-in. He's been a fantasy asset. He's been, you know, if you picked up James Robinson week one, James Robinson has probably been the best waiver wire ad of the year, but you really should have picked up James Robinson prior to week one. Other than that, it's probably been Mike Davis. Mike Davis has been a fantasy starter for you each and every week, and he he had a down week last week, but it was a tough matchup, and the reality here is that you, if you have Mike Davis and you're a CMC owner, you want to keep Davis, obviously, just in case, because we've seen that if he is a starter, he is a weekly fantasy asset in your lineup. But 
he maybe he has earned some playing time, but when Christian McCaffrey comes back, he's the best running back in football. And so Mike Davis isn't going to all of a sudden get like 10 touches a game, in my opinion, despite what Matt Rule says. No, I mean, McCaffrey will be the running back. He'll be the guy. They just know that they can use Mike Davis more now because he's more elusive than probably they thought and probably a little bit more of an asset. And let's be real, when Chris McCaffrey comes back, he's not going to have that same workload where he's out there for 99% of the snaps. It's going to be an ease his way back in because Carolina's season's over. They play the Chiefs in two weeks, uh, probably not the best matchup for them. And it's going to be a slow, steady comeback because it's a high ankle sprain. Uh, for McCaffrey so they're not going to put him in there and give him a huge workload so Mike Davis will still get a little bit of volume for the next two to three weeks yeah so if he does play on Thursday night football it's a it's a good game the Panthers and the Falcons uh the the Panthers aren't exactly like a high octane offense but they're a serviceable offense with fantasy contributors um and, and so you're you're going to put him in your lineup if he is active in this game uh what what I would worry about, yes, is that they decide, oh, it's a Thursday, it's a uh, quick turnaround game, so we just want to, uh, you know, give him a limited role, and Mike Davis is going to be super active in this first one, and then he's got 10 days to really make sure that he's ready after this game. So monitor that, keep a close eye on it. I still think that Christian McCaffrey has to be in your lineup if he plays at all in this game, uh, but there's a lot of injuries this week. Chris Godwin has a broken finger. He's already been ruled out for week eight. Uh, He may be available week nine, depending on how things go. Uh, Antonio Brown is supposed to join the team this week. They made it official. He should be with the team practicing this week. So there's a chance that Antonio Brown is playing this week. I'm not willing to just plug and play Antonio Brown in my lineup after he's been off for a year. Uh, So we'll see how that goes. Everybody's worried about Mike Evans. I... Still think that Mike Evans is a really good player. I think they're going to have to find a way to get him involved with Godwin out while they get Antonio Brown up to speed, so I still think he's going to be fine. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. is out for the season. He tore his ACL. Browns wide receiver Rashard Higgins is going to see a much bigger role moving forward. Baker Mayfield really likes him. Kenyon Drake also expected to miss a few weeks. He's dealing with an ankle injury. Chase Edmonds, obviously, a must-start moving forward each and every week, but the Cardinals are on by this week, so don't start this week. Uh, Chris Carson dealing with a foot injury. He's week to week, likely out this week. Carlos Hyde was the uh, – and I got to call myself out for this one a little bit because I had Carlos Hyde as my daily fantasy flash, like pickup of the week yesterday, and I completely missed that Carlos Hyde came out of that game with a hamstring injury as well. Uh, That's on me. It just got lost in the shuffle. So – I'm worried about picking up any Seahawks running back this week because Travis Homer's also dealing with a knee injury. Um, so DJ Dallas could be the Seahawks starting running back this week. Um, I'd, yeah, I'd rather just avoid the backfield altogether and just ride with my guy Russ because he's still cooking. He's still on his MVP campaign, even coming off of a loss where he threw three interceptions. Uh, he's still been fantastic. Uh, so I guess DJ Dallas is the guy that you would go after if you, if you still got time to put in waiver moves this week. Uh, 49ers, Jeff Wilson had an absolutely monster game, and probably no one started him because we all assumed Jarek McKinnon was going to be the starter. Um, and Jarek McKinnon got, like, no work, and then Kyle Shanahan was like, yeah, we just decided to rest Jarek this week because 
he had such a big work role early in the season, and he didn't even really have that big of a of, of a role early in the season. Like he was still splitting touches, so uh, that's confusing and upsetting. Raheem Mostert's on IR, so he's still going to be out for a little while. Jeff Wilson likely headed to IR. Jamichael Hasty all of a sudden could be the guy in this backfield, but Tevin Coleman's eligible to come back from IR, and he could return as early as this week. But there's been some reports it might be next week. Uh, it's a mess. You're basically just, if you have to put one of these guys in, you're just hoping for the best. I'm assuming this week is probably going to be Jermichael Hasty. Debo Samuel also already been ruled out for week eight with an injury. Uh, so Brandon Ayuk is going to be the wide receiver there. Uh, they they got to get somebody else involved in the passing game besides George Kittle. Brandon Ayuk, I picked him up in a couple of leagues. He's probably going to be a guy that you could start over the next couple of weeks. Devontae Freeman, also potentially out this week. He's dealing with an ankle injury. Uh, so Giants Giants running back Wayne Gallman should be their uh, workhorse at week eight. Uh, we've seen Wayne Gallman get this role before. He's actually been a fantasy asset before. Uh, but I'm still not putting any faith in Wayne Gallman where I'm going to like pick him up and put him in my lineup. So that's a lot of injuries. There's a lot of injuries we're dealing with in week eight. There's a lot of things to keep track of. Um, so we'll monitor all of that stuff really closely, headed into week eight's action. But let's just get into the matchups. We already talked about the Falcons and Panthers a little bit. That's your Thursday night game. Dusty, how we feel? Yeah. You're going to put CMC in your lineup, I would assume. But how do you feel about some of the other players in this game? Uh, I think it's going to be fun to watch Julio Jones because this is a potential last time we see Julio Jones in Atlanta. Uh, Trade deadline coming up. Atlanta is a bottom feeder in the NFL. That team is several weeks away from imploding and having a dumpster fire. I think that they're going to move forward with Cal Ridley, Julio Jones, obviously towards the end of his, um, towards the end of his career. If you could trade him and get a lot of peace or value for him, Atlanta probably would do that. Could you imagine if Julio Jones went to green Bay, just as just, just an assumption. Um, but uh, you know, I like Hayden Hurst. I like Julio Jones. I like Cal Ridley. I like Matt Ryan in this matchup. I'm like you. I like Mike Davis. I like Robbie Anderson, Teddy Bridgewater, Top five quarterback in passing yards. I don't know what you want to do with that. He doesn't throw a lot of touchdowns, doesn't run a lot anymore. But uh, Teddy Bridgewater gets this Atlanta defense. Could be an interesting play if you have, like, Kyler Murray and he's on a bye. I like him in that situation. Um, And then just that's basically where I'm at with fantasy players in this Thursday night game. Loaded with some action. It could be a good game. Yeah, and and it should be a good game. I'm not with you on – Julio Jones just yet. I really don't think that Atlanta's going to trade him. Like Atlanta's just not really that team. Like they've never really been that franchise. Like they tend to take care of their guys that have been around for a really long time. And and so I I think that Julio Jones, I don't think that he's going anywhere and it it would be pretty unprecedented to see a a player of his caliber get dealt because it's one thing if you're, you know, A.J. Green, who I, I believe is the same age as Julio Jones, but A.J. Green looks very different than Julio. Julio still looks like he is an elite-level wide receiver. And right. so I think it would be pretty unprecedented for a player of his caliber to get traded uh, j- just because Atlanta's bad this year, which I, I think that Atlanta's talent is better than their record shows. And so right. I think they need a new coaching staff in there. I just don't see them trading him, especially – for a team to trade like a, cal- a player like Julio Jones, you're taking on a big, big contract. He's you know, one of the highest-paid wide receivers in the NFL. 
And so that that's a commitment. And, yeah, I'd love to see Julio play with Aaron Rodgers. I just don't think that they're legitimately all that interested in trading him. Uh, the Panthers did already beat the Falcons once this year. It was 23-16. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater did have a good game. He had 313 yards and two touchdowns. Mike Davis had a big game. DJ Moore had a big game. Uh, Calvin Ridley had a monster game. Todd Gurley had a monster game. Matt Ryan threw zero touchdown passes in that game. Uh, it is a divisional matchup, so I, I tend to tread with a little bit of caution in these games. It's a Thursday night game, and the Panthers' secondary is better than we give it credit for, but I still think you can start Matt Ryan this week. I'm not going to not start Matt Ryan. And Julio Jones didn't play in their first matchup. It was a game that he was injured, uh, but He's traditionally had a lot of success against the Carolina Panthers. So you're going to start Julio Jones this week. And I'm starting Christian McCaffrey. If they say that he's active and he's good to go, I'm a little scared that he's going to get a a limited work role. But I just don't. If you've held on to Christian McCaffrey this long and you've managed to stay in the playoff hunt and stay like right in the middle of things, I, I don't see how you just don't put him in your lineup. No, yeah, I agree. I don't. I'm not 100 percent sure he's going to play, but if he does, he has to play. Even if it's 50, percent that's 50 percent more than what you had, and 50 percent more better chance of what you can have in getting points with McCaffrey. Yeah, and, and Robbie Anderson still getting a ton of targets every week in that offense. He's been about as safe a wide receiver as Calvin Ridley in PPR formats. He's not scoring touchdowns the way Calvin Ridley is, but he's getting like the same level of volume. So Robbie Anderson's going to continue to be a weekly starter in your lineup. Yeah, 100%. I think Robbie Anderson also has like that home run potential where he can just have two catches for 80 yards and two touchdowns and solidify his entire week. Yep. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings at the Green Bay Packers. Um, This game, Justin Jefferson coming off of a bye. Justin Jefferson looks like he's an absolute superstar. Um, He's one of the leading wide receivers in the NFL. I think he's number two. And, uh, like, yards per reception, which it's, like, ridiculous. Like, he's got, like, 19 yards per catch or something. Like, he's a huge deep threat for the Vikings uh, since coming on in uh, week, I think, week two or week three of the NFL season. Uh, He's been absolutely unbelievable. I am a little worried in this matchup because he's probably going to see a lot of Jair Alexander. Jair Alexander is a legitimate shutdown corner. He is playing himself into the conversation to be like considered the top cornerback in the NFL. Like he's he's been that good this season. Uh, the Packers outside of him, though, you can still score on them. I just feel like Jair Alexander is going to be shadowing Justin Jefferson, so I'm a little bit worried about him this week. Yeah, I always get nervous with Denver with uh, Green Bay versus Minnesota because it's a it's a weird division game. It's obviously a rivalry game, maybe not as high as Chicago Green Bay, but this is always a game that always seems to me like. Yes, Minnesota's not good this year. Green Bay's been pretty decent, uh, pretty good. Aaron Rodgers had one bad game. But every time it seems like Rodgers plays Minnesota, it just doesn't work out. So I'm always skeptical when it comes to Minnesota versus Green Bay. Now, Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers are just absolutely nails this year. And like you said, Justin Jefferson's been a stud. But I always get a little weary when it comes to Green Bay versus Minnesota. Yeah, it's just these these divisional matchups. Uh, they they tend to never play out on the way we think they are on paper, just because they know each other so well and they know you know right. e- each team's tendencies and stuff like that. Uh, you know, Dalvin Cook is 
coming off of a bye week. He did sit out their game prior to that bye week with an injury. And so Alexander Madison was your was the guy that week that everybody was starting. He had a great matchup, and then Alexander Madison was absolutely terrible. Um, I think Dalvin Cook's going to be back in this game because there was like optimism that he was going to play prior to the bye week, but then they decided to sit him out just to you know get him the extra two weeks of rest and get him going. Obviously, if he goes in this game, he's in your lineup no matter what. He's been uh, one of the three best running backs in fantasy football this year. And... You know, I'm still putting Adam Thielen in my lineup. He's still getting plenty of targets from Kirk Cousins. I don't love Kirk Cousins this week, uh, but they are going to have to put up points, and I think they're going to have to throw a lot, so I think Kirk could be in your lineup if you need him. And I like Irv Smith. Irv Smith coming off the bye week. He's got two consecutive games now where he was involved in the passing game. He's running more yep. routes. He's getting opportunity that Kyle Rudolph just isn't. And, and I think there's going to be a chance here in this one as well. Coming out of a bye, I would have to think that as they're getting him more involved in the offense, that that's something that you work on on a bye week, right? Like you get Irv Smith heavily involved and tight ends have been a train wreck. So I actually like Irv Smith. I've got him in multiple leagues where I where I picked him up uh, and, and started him in one league prior to the bye week because I didn't have anybody else to play because I was, I was struggling. And and he was effective. Like he didn't have a great game, but he, he got me some points and he was a good streamer that week. I, I think that he's a guy that should be rostered moving forward because he could have some opportunity. No, yeah, for sure. I mean, especially where we're at with with what that situation is in fantasy football. It's the worst situation that I've seen in two years when it comes to that position. So I'm with you, man, unless you want to play my guy, Richard Rodgers. Yeah, I mean, I guess we can get to Richard Rodgers a, a little later. Uh, I don't know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not really banking on Richard Rodgers. Uh, as far as the Packers go, uh, start Aaron Rodgers, start Devontae Adams. If Aaron Jones, who sat out last week, is not okay to go in this game, uh, if he is, obviously you put him in your lineup. If he's not, uh, Jamal Williams, not A.J. Dillon, was their clear-cut number one running back in Aaron Jones' place. Uh, so Jamal Williams is, is it an absolute start if he's good to go. Uh, yep. The Jets at the Chiefs. Don't really need to spend a lot of time on this, do we? No. Uh, start every Chief including Le'Veon Bell. I'm starting Pat. I'm starting uh, Clyde. I'm starting Le'Veon Bell. I'm starting Tyreek Hill. I'm starting Travis Kelsey. And this is a week where you can take a chance on McCole Hardman and Demarcus Robinson. Now, early in last week's game, the Chiefs didn't really need to throw in that game. You know, they got a defensive touchdown. They got a special teams touchdown. Uh, The Broncos just aren't in the same ballpark as the Chiefs. So they didn't really need to throw a lot. Early on, it felt like they were making it a point to get McCole Hardman involved in the offense because a week prior, he just was not involved in any way. Uh, Demarcus Robinson was a huge letdown if you were if you were banking on him putting up points. I'm starting Demarcus Robinson in a lineup this week. Uh, I've got a ton of buys. I'm thin at wide receiver. I'm taking a chance. It's the Jets. Like, d- deploy every chief you can get your hands on this week, except for Nick Kaiser because he's terrible. But every every other Chief you can get, I think you want them in your lineup this week because it's the Jets. The line on this thing is the Chiefs by, like, 21 points, which is absolutely unbelievable. I've never seen a spread that high in my entire life. But it's because it's the Jets. It's the worst roster in the NFL. It's the worst team in the NFL. It's the worst coach in the NFL. Like, they don't stand a chance in this game. And I, and I normally am the guy that doesn't like saying things like that, but I feel comfortable saying that because it's the Jets and this is the Chiefs. 
Right. The only thing that I would be weary about is that the Chiefs pull their starters at the start of the fourth quarter, so you might lose a quarter of fantasy value, but they have the potential to put up. Like the over-under in this game is 48.5, and the Chiefs are now 19.5-point favorites. So Vegas has this game being like 38-10. to 10. We could see that in the third quarter. So there's a chance that you could see a lot of starters for the Chiefs sit, Tyreek, Travis, Patrick, Clyde, Le'Veon, Bell. But they should put up enough damage for your roster in the first three quarters that you shouldn't necessarily have to worry that much about it. Yeah, and the Chiefs can legitimately put up 50 points in this game, and they'll be fine. Um, Literally. <laughs> I'm not starting any Jets, obviously. Uh but I do, as I brought up last week on the podcast, I think it's worth mentioning, or maybe it was on our fantasy stream on Sunday morning, which we'll be doing again this week uh, at 10 a.m. on Sunday morning. Uh, Chiefs noon kickoffs means that Fantasy Football Sunday is not on the air, unfortunately, because their pregame takes over everything at 9 a.m. instead of me. So I'll, I'll see you guys in a couple of weeks because we've got two back-to-back noon kickoffs for the Chiefs, but we're still going to be doing those uh, fantasy streams on Sunday mornings to try to help you with your lineups. Uh, you can find those on our Twitter page, at 610SportsKC. Denzel Mims got got some targets last week. He got eight looks, caught a couple of passes. I like Denzel Mims. I'm not picking him up in, like, standard redraft leagues, but, you know, if you're in a deep dynasty league, Denzel Mims might be worth a look here moving forward. I'm not saying, like, put him in your lineup this week, but just keep an eye on him. Keep paying attention to my guy, Denzel Mims. He's He's intriguing. That's Serta's guy. So you guys listen to Serta with Mims, and you can listen to me about Richard Rodgers. Yeah, My guy uh, had eight for eighty-eight. His guy had three for fourteen. Yeah, uh, he he got some looks. All right, he uh, that's all I wanted to see was some volume and some opportunity in his first game as an NFL player. I like what I saw. I hope that he's going to get some opportunity moving forward. Uh, I think that he can be a big play wide receiver for the worst offense in the NFL. Yep, he's your new Chris Herndon. Oh, man, Chris Herndon. Uh, I haven't missed on anybody that bad in a long time. I blame it on Adam Gase. Uh, The Steelers at the Baltimore Ravens. I don't know how this game didn't get flexed. It's also on at noon on Sunday. Um, It's going to be a a massive game. Steelers undefeated. Ravens only got one loss, and it was to the Chiefs. Um, I tend to traditionally stay away from Ravens-Steelers AFC North matchups. Because they're usually awful fantasy games. Like, they're usually just, we're just going to beat the hell out of each other for three hours, and somebody's going to win, like, 18 to 9. Like, they're usually just awful, awful fantasy games. And these are two of the best defenses in the NFL. The Ravens just traded on their bye week for Yannick Ngakwe, who hasn't been great this season but he's serviceable and that defense is so good and their coaching staff so talented they're going to put Yannick Ngakwe in advantageous situations so their defense got better their pass rush got better now they've got Calais Campbell Matthew Judon like that's a that, that's a scary defensive front that you're gonna have to see every week and so the Steelers Ben had a good game last week he had some bad interceptions that was going against a much softer secondary in the Tennessee Titans and the Baltimore Ravens uh, I don't think you can start Chase Claypool this week after what he got last week. If Deontay Johnson doesn't go, I think you can put him in your lineup. But Deontay Johnson, like, he did leave that game at the very end with an injury last week. He told reporters, oh, I just tweaked my ankle a little bit, and the game was almost over, so they just wanted me to sit out the rest of the game. I'm going to be good to go this week. 
When Deontay Johnson is in the Steelers lineup, Deontay Johnson, it is clear from week one, he is their number one wide receiver. He gets yep. he gets the massive target volume, and Ben obviously likes him. Where I put him in multiple lineups last week, and it paid off because he had two touchdowns and he was their number one wide receiver. Juju actually had a decent game too, so that could be something that you know maybe with Deontay Johnson back, it hurts Claypool's overall value. Obviously, it makes James Washington droppable or unstartable if you've got him in like a deep dynasty league. Uh, but if Deontay Johnson's there, maybe that does somehow increase Juju's potential. I I, I don't know because Juju was not getting any targets at all, and then all of a sudden last week he got a bunch of targets from Ben. So I don't know what's going on there. I still think Juju's kind of a toss-up. If you have to start one wide receiver from the Pittsburgh Steelers, assuming he's healthy, it's Deontay Johnson. Yeah, I think this is also a matchup where the best players could be the could be Boswell and and uh, Tucker. And then both defenses. Like, that's where I'm at with this game. I'm yeah. like you. I don't the a huge individual game. Like, maybe Lamar plays probably the best when it comes to individual stats. But I don't think that this is a game in which it screams I have to play a Pittsburgh or Baltimore player. But the only ones that really come out is Tucker, Boswell, and the defenses. Well, and, like, I, I guess you can start Hollywood. And I, I'd play Mark Andrews, obviously, and Lamar. But... You can't start any Ravens running back still. Uh, it's still a full-blown committee. Mark Ingram was banged up before their bye, um, but it sounds like he's probably going to be okay, uh, yeah. which is going to continue to ruin the value of J.K. Dobbins and make him unstartable and even droppable in standard redraft leagues. Uh, so I, I think it's Lamar, Mark Andrews, and Hollywood are the only viable starters for the Ravens. And – the, the Steelers' defense is elite, but their pass defense has has given it up a little bit this season. Like, they, you, you can put up points on them a little bit. We saw what A.J. Brown did to him last week. Um, and, you know, A.J. Brown's a superstar. Hollywood Brown's not quite that. But you can beat these guys deep a little bit. If you get in the open field, you can you can take off. They've got some slower corners. So, so I, I think there's going to be some opportunity here. There's going to be some guys that you're going to play. Like, you're not going to bench Lamar. But I... I would like to avoid this game if at all possible. I'm probably going to have to start Deontay Johnson in a couple leagues, assuming he's good to go. Yep, I'm right there with you. So the New England Patriots at the Buffalo Bills. Dusty, Cam Newton was absolutely awful last week. Um, I, I They haven't said that, like, you know, he's not the starter anymore or anything like that. They put in Jared Sidham in that game, but I think it was just, it's a blowout. Cam's playing absolutely awful. Our offense is playing absolutely awful. Cam's inaccurate. He's throwing picks. Everybody's dropping the ball. They were like, we're just we're we're just gonna chalk this thing up as a loss and, and get out of here without anybody getting injured. Yeah, not only that, but like Julian Edelman has gone MIA ever since that first or what was it, week two performance? Yeah, where he went that. nuts. Yeah. And now he's just disappeared. Cam doesn't look like he's having fun. I know that's an assumption, it's not true. Um, but that looks like it's a little bit of a mess. Buffalo, I think, is finally a team that can honestly say they're better than New England. Um, but if we're being real, Serta, I don't want to start anybody in New England. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to start anybody for the Patriots either. Like, I've got Cam Newton and Joe Burrow in one league, and I think I'm going to start Joe Burrow this week, and he's got a tough matchup against the Titans. But... As we saw last week and as we've seen throughout the season, the Titans secondary is not very good. They don't have a good pass rush. Their defense is not nearly as good this year as it was last season. 
and you can pass on them. And what what we know about Joe Burrow is that Joe Burrow's going to throw the football 50 times a game. Like that's just that that's that's what they do. We've seen it multiple times now. Joe Burrow's consistently putting up 300 yards. And so I think I'd rather I feel safer starting Joe Burrow this week than I do Cam Newton just based off of his last two games because it's been bad. And it's basically with Cam if if they don't get inside the 5-yard line and Cam can run in these these scores. I don't know if he's going to throw a touchdown. I can't bank on him throwing a touchdown on a weekly basis, and that that's that's been proven now two weeks in a row. Yeah, I don't want anything to do with Cam. I don't want anything to do with New England's offense. I just I would just steer steer clear from it and just maybe possibly play their defense if you have it if you have it as as a roster defense on your team. Uh, for the Bills, they were absolutely awful last week as well uh, against the Jets uh, of all teams. Uh, they've been struggling. You know, they lost those back-to-back games. They got in the win column again last week, but it was against the Jets, and you shouldn't struggle against the Jets, but they did, and Josh Allen was also terrible. Uh, you know, since those first few weeks, Josh Allen has, has really fallen off of a cliff. Um, I, I think that he's got an opportunity to, to get back to it because I think this Patriots defense is not nearly as, as good as it was last season. Um and Stefan Diggs is dealing with an injury, but if he goes in this game, I think you still have to play him. He's been when he's been a starter, he's been absolutely lights out. Uh I, I don't I guess Cole Beasley has been in PPR, Cole Beasley's actually been pretty consistent on a weekly basis. So he could be, if you're thin at wide receiver, could be a guy that you take a look at. He did have a big game last week against the Jets. Uh I'm not starting any Bills running back, though. Their running game's been absolutely terrible all season. Yeah, I'm like, I mean, this is one of those games that we just talked about. It's a, it's a divisional game. It's always seems to be kind of a dud. Um, this is one of those ones where I'm just steering clear of like almost everybody that's in it. If Josh Allen is the best option you have a quarterback, then that's the reason you'd play him. Obviously, Stefan Diggs, you plug in every week, just monitor that injury. But it's another one of those matchups that I just started. I just steer clear of everything. I don't want anything to do with this game. I don't want anything to do with either one of these two teams again in this matchup. How do you feel about the Rams at the Dolphins? Uh, Two a time, really, baby. Yeah, I'm not really into it like you are. Um, I still don't trust the Rams running back committee. I don't uh, I don't know what they're doing at tight end. Is Gerald Everett had a touchdown and Tyler Higby was inactive. I'm done with Tyler Higby. Um, Jared Goff, I don't I just don't, I don't really know what to think there. Um, but, I mean, it's fun. It'll be fun to watch Tua and see how he can sling it because, you know, like you talk about Burrow. You know, Burrow third in the league in passing when it comes to passing yards this year in the NFL. But, I mean, they're going to let Tua sling it. So, I mean, it's time to watch Miami really get into this and and really watch how they can produce. I am excited to see Tua. Uh, My heart still hurts for Ryan Fitzpatrick. I'm not starting any Dolphins pass catcher in this game. The Rams have been absolutely elite against opposing wide receivers this season. Allen Robinson did have 70 yards on Monday night, uh, and he was having a solid game. But, like, Devontae Parker and Preston Williams aren't Allen Robinson. Like, they they aren't that caliber of wide receiver. And so I need to see it from Tua. And this is a really tough matchup. Yeah, you get Aaron Donald in your first NFL start. Uh, thanks, kid. Good luck. And yeah, so I, I don't really want to start any Dolphins here. Uh, you can run on the Rams a little bit. Uh, they were kind of exploited by the run early on in the season. They've been much better. Uh, the past several weeks. 
And so I'm still gonna I'm still willing to play Miles Gaskin just because I know he's going to get volume. He's coming off a of bye week and he's well rested. Uh, but that's really the only Dolphin that I'm considering playing this week. As far as yep. the Rams go, Cam Akers. I don't know if he's still dealing with this rib injury. He is not a part of the offense. He is not an active part of their offense at all. Cam Akers in standard redraft leagues, hundred percent droppable player. And Daryl Henderson and Malcolm Brown are the Rams running backs that you want. And Daryl Henderson is the guy that you want in your lineup on a weekly basis. And this is a favorable matchup for him. So I'm absolutely starting him. Uh, I don't think that Josh Reynolds, who was the Rams top scoring wide receiver on Monday night football. I don't think that he's going to be that like moving forward. I don't think that they moved away from Cooper cup and Robert Woods. I think that the bears passing defense is so good that they were just like, we know they're going to key in on, Woods and Cup, and so they were like, but they're not expecting Josh Reynolds, and so they were just targeting the hell out of Josh Reynolds. I don't expect that to continue moving forward. So I think Woods and Cup are are still going to have to be viable parts of the offense. I think Goff is a start this week, and yeah, I'm I'm avoiding their tight end group altogether. Um, Even if Higby's back, he's been absolutely terrible, aside from that one monster three touchdown game. Gerald Everett, you you can't bank on him. We've seen this all before from the so just stay away from the tight ends. Yep, I couldn't agree more. Sir, I feel like you're really, really intrigued with this Colts-Detroit matchup. Ugh, what? Oh. We can, can skip that one and, the, and Raiders in Cleveland. We can skip both those matchups. I mean, there's, yeah, 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 we can. Okay, they're getting skipped. All you need to know is Jonathan Taylor's back from a bye and that oh. uh, Baker Mayfield was the player of the week in the AFC. Also, <laughs> d- don't start TJ Hawkinson this week. I love TJ Hawkinson. He's been fantastic. The Colts hey, are, the no- are the number one defense against opposing tight ends in the NFL. They have not allowed any tight ends to produce against them. Can I make a hot take about the Dallas Cowboys? Sure. I think it's time you go trade Zeke Elliott for some production. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Because I think Dallas is a dumpster fire. I think that team is atrocious. They're not going to go anywhere offensively. Go try to trade Zeke Elliott for something productive. Go try to trade Zeke Elliott for Cal Ridley. Uh, Somebody sent me on Twitter this morning a trade proposal. They had Christian McCaffrey, and uh, somebody offered them Zeke for Christian McCaffrey, and he said, should I do this? And I was like, absolutely not. (laughs) If you've you've held on to Christian McCaffrey this long – why would you trade him right before he comes back? Like that's yeah. that doesn't make any sense. And yeah, Zeke's Zeke's a big name, and you think that I don't think that Zeke's completely washed. Like I would like to think that he can turn things around, but he's been awful, and their offense has been awful the last two yeah. weeks. They're down to their third string quarterback. Their offensive lines falling apart. Like. The Cowboys are, are just bad. They're just a bad football team. And for a team that I thought could make it to the Super Bowl, it's especially devastating. Like I had yeah. Dak Prescott everywhere this year. And so it really sucks because their offense is really talented and their offense was great prior to that. Their defense was a train wreck. But now, now their offense is terrible and their defense is terrible. Like they're one of the worst teams in football right now. So – yeah, if I can sell Zeke, I'm willing to sell Zeke. If I can get, uh, you know, and I, I still think that you could get a a reasonable return on him. Like if Joe Mixon's healthy, I'd take Joe Mixon for Ezekiel Elliott straight up. Yep. And everybody hates Mike McCarthy, so you know that team's not going to go anywhere. They're not going to do anything productive. So 
Yeah. Trade any Dallas piece you have, Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, Zeke Elliott. Go get something that's valuable because those guys aren't going to put up fantasy numbers there and help you win. And that's all I have to say about Dallas. Yeah. So last matchup we're going to knock out real quick, the San Francisco 49ers at the Seattle Seahawks. Um, I expect the Seahawks to win this game. Obviously, you're starting Russell Wilson. Mm -hmm. I'm still upset about that penalty that cost DK Metcalf a walk-off touchdown against the Arizona Cardinals. I jumped out of my bed. I thought I was going to get 20 points on that play. Yeah. It costs a lot of people wins. Um, I'm still upset about it. It's devastating, especially after his track down of Buda Baker. DK deserved that walk-off touchdown. It was incredible. Uh, I almost cried because I was so upset about it. Um, but Tyler Lockett coming off the massive 200-yard game, multiple touchdowns. Obviously, he's in your lineup. The 49ers' defense has still been great, despite all of their injuries, though. So it's not like this This is a, a cakewalk matchup, but the the Seahawks' offense has been elite this season. So so you start their primary pass catchers. Uh, don't start Greg Olson. 49ers have been elite against opposing tight ends. Um and then as far as their running game goes, I guess I would probably add Carlos Hyde in case he plays this week. Because if Carlos Hyde plays, he's going to be their starting running back. We already assume Chris Carson's out this week. And then I would add DJ Dallas because if Carlos Hyde can't go, DJ Dallas is going to be their starter. There's going to be some value in that, I, I, I would assume. Um, yeah, and Seattle's offense is high octane, so you know there's going to be plenty of numbers there. Yeah, and they're going to throw, and they're going to challenge that Niners secondary. I, I feel confident in saying the Seahawks are going to throw moving forward. So, so, so yeah, start all your Seahawks pass catchers. As far as the Niners go, uh, Debo Samuel probably out in this one. So, George Kittle, obviously a start. And Brandon Ayuk, I'm going to put him in my lineup because you every, everybody can score on the Seahawks defense. The Seahawks defense is also very bad. And so I, I, I actually really like Brandon Ayuk this week. I like Jimmy G this week. I think they're going to have to throw the ball, especially with the running back injury. Seahawks have been pretty good against opposing rushers. Some of that might be because everyone can pass on them, but that's that that's a game plan thing. Like you game plan to pass on the Seahawks. And so I think Jamichael Hasty, if he is the guy, like if we get confirmation that Tevin Coleman is not going to be, is not coming off of IR this week and it's going to be another week before they try to get him into the mix, I think Jamichael Hasey is a guy that you can you can add and put into your lineup this week. Yeah, I agree. I think this is a good matchup for Ayuk. I think it's a good matchup for Kittle. I think this can be a 35-31 to 31 kind of game because Seattle just doesn't give a rip. Seattle just is going to outscore you. Russ is just going to outsling you, and he's got two great targets, and you saw that Sunday night in one of the best Sunday night football games we've seen against an Arizona team that's got a pretty good defense. Like Patrick Peterson is still a legit stud on the team. Um, but if you can take anything for granted for me in this game, Tyler Lockett is a star, and he is becoming more and more a star. What a week it was for K-State alums with Byron Pringle and Tyler Lockett. But again, if I give you any advice this week, trade every Dallas player you possibly can think of. Yeah, I, I don't think that's terrible advice at all. I think there's still people who would believe in that offense, that so there's going to be value in those guys. Uh, thank you guys for joining us each and every week. As I mentioned... Uh, no fantasy football Sunday at nine this Sunday, but 
me and Dusty are going to do a fantasy stream starting at 10 a.m. Uh, follow us at 610 Sports KC so you can get notified when that goes live. We'll answer all your questions there, and we'll try to help you navigate your lineups, try to help you win your Week 8 matchups. We'll talk to you Sunday. Easy. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.